Hey yo, it is we back. We back. I am DJ Doris E, and I am Maya Dorsey. And this is another edition of the Dorsey Den podcast. Come on in, sit your butts down. Let's have some dialogue. Our apologies for not coming back last week, um, but we are back this week, and we just got to detail out some 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 travel that we had. Um, yeah, last week we still had jet lag. I was actually kind of cool by not me two days later, and I think well we'll get into that. Um, but before we get to our Spain trip, I got to say this. Let me tell you how ticked off I was today. If anybody that knows me knows that I'm a marble head, like next week, um, Avengers Endgame comes out. Avenger End- Avengers Endgame come out. Something I've been waiting on for a long time. I'm I am one who started watching Incredible Hulk. I think that was in 2007. 2008 somewhere around there and then iron man came out so i've been i never was really into the comics like that but as a kid i was into the cartoons Mm -hmm. i didn't really watch the uh, read the comics but i definitely watched the cartoons so i was hip on all that so this avengers endgame is the sum of the last 10 years now there's two there's two things that's got kind of been ticking me off and it, I'm speaking from a Marvel head perspective. One, somebody, you know how sometimes they have early screenings for people to go, you got the Rotten Tomatoes and the critics that, that are able to go see this stuff. Mm-hmm. Somebody got an early screening, recorded it, and put out some footage. Oh, wow. And in my mind, you are, are a mass jerk. Like, that's mass jerk level. So you you've seen this? I didn't see it. Oh, but you but, read the comments. But I, I, I know about it. And I'm one, I, honestly, I like listening to different different theories. A lot of people got different theories out there. They'll put out these YouTube videos. But for somebody to put out a spoiler, and people have been waiting on this, it's like, number one, I think you're supposed to sign some sort of. Um, Agreement, yeah, like an agreement. Or something, yeah. Um, so somebody, somebody snuck in. They, man, this is the type of stuff that ruins the experience for everybody else. Also, I don't like when a big hit movie comes out and people want to ruin it, like the first night they see it. Like, in my opinion, you should give everybody the weekend. If a movie comes out on Friday, don't really jump out and talking about it until Monday. Gotcha. Like I just think there's like the, there should be this like silent agreement because it's like, what what pleasure do you get in ruining the movie for everybody else? I I really just don't get it. Like what what are are people gonna be applauding you or you do it just to be a jerk? Mm-hmm. So if a movie comes out on Friday, don't jump on social media blowing it for everybody else. They ain't had a chance to see it. A lot of people work; they can't get to it until Saturday. Sunday, sometimes Monday, like wait until Monday to start talking about it publicly. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Right. And then as far as me being a Marvel head, a lot of people, there was mixed reviews about Captain Marvel. And I know you're not a Marvel head, but there was a lot of people that just was like, ah, oh, it wasn't all that. Some people was like, yeah, me personally, as a person that's been following this Marvel universe for the past 10 years, Captain Marvel was a super great movie because it summed up 
a lot of stuff that we was guessing, trying to figure out. And it just gave a lot of, oh, uh, it, Marvel. Let me, I, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to end it there. Marvel is one of those things to where every movie is one episode of a whole long plot. So Black Panther kind of was one of those movies that didn't thread to other movies, mm-hmm. but it did. It it kind of stand alone, but for us for us who love Marvel, we seen the thread all the way dating back to the first Captain America back in 2010. Because Captain America's shield was made from vibranium, which was in Wakanda. And see, I don't know none of that. I just know I liked Black Panther. Yeah, and see, Captain, oh not Captain. And I've but, seen, what was the other ones that I used to go see with you years you ago? Seen, uh, Iron Man. I used to watch Iron Man. Iron Man's dad, Tony Stark's dad, was the the founder of the Stark um, Industries. Mm-hmm. It was passed down to Tony Stark, Iron Man. Iron Man's dad is the one who created Captain America's shield. He got vibranium. Gotcha. So this stuff was hinted. There's so many threads. What a lot of people don't understand, too, and I said I was done. This is the last thing. If you go back to the first Avengers, if you go back to the first Avengers, Loki, which is Thor's brother, was turning everybody into like his slave. He would touch their heart with his little spear. And when he tried to do it to Tony Stark, what we come to realize when we started threading everything was Tony Stark's heart, the thing that that held his heart together, the little blue thing that was in his in his chest was created from the same thing that low key the tesseract which was one of the stones that that um um Thanos killed Loki for was a tesseract which was a space stone that same stone is the same technology or the same same type of stuff that that is in Tony Stark's chest a lot of people don't know that so when he tried to touch him and tried to turn him it was one of those things to where he was like, why can't I turn him? Why ain't this working on him? The same thing that you're trying to turn him with is in his chest. A lot of people don't know that. But watching all those movies and you see the threads, a lot of those threads connected to all of that. So that's just my little vent for anybody. So if you try to ruin Avengers Endgame, the first weekend that it comes out, let me be the first to say you a jerk. Jerk. You're a jerk. Like, let everybody see it. I'm seeing it Thursday night at the first showing. When is this? Next Thursday or this Thursday? This next Thursday. We got a week to go. Gotcha. But I'm not going to be talking about it openly until like Monday. I got to give everybody that weekend. So everybody, if you're thinking about going to see it on that first night and then you just want to tell everybody, oh, this is what happens, you're a jerk. Flat out. Let everybody else see it. I'm seeing it Thursday night. I'm not going to ruin it for everybody. Unless somebody be like, yo, I seen it too. Then me and him or her going to talk about it. But openly, I'm not going to talk about it. Gotcha. So. But speaking of movies. Mm-hmm. This past Friday, we saw Little. Which was a good movie. Number two. I checked the box office. It was number two this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Shazam was number one. I actually heard Shazam was pretty good. I didn't, didn't I, know anything about Shazam. Shazam was part of the DC world. Batman, Superman. Okay. Wonder Woman. That's part of that universe. Yeah. I'm not into DC like that. But Wonder Woman was dope, and I heard Aquaman is dope. I ain't seen Aquaman. I'm Team Marvel. 
But Wonder Woman was dope. Didn't see any of them. Wonder Woman was good. So I had no idea until now what Shazam was. However, Mm -hmm. that was number one and Little was number two. Now, I posted on social media to go see Little. Little was good. Little was was hilarious. So we took the kids and my son. Cracking up. Died laughing the entire time. It was good. He's the one who's always like, when is the movie over? How much longer? I'm tired. I'm ready to go. He was thoroughly entertained. It was funny. I mean, it was laugh out loud funny, and there were and there were some moments where I was like, uh, "Should I have brought them here or not?" But then it quickly moved on, and it was cool. It yeah, was it appropriate. Dwell, it didn't dwell on it. So, you know, if you have not seen Little, I am promoting Little. He's promoting Captain Marvel. I'm promoting Little, but um, excellent, excellent movie. And the fact that the one of the executive producers, Marseille, is um, fourteen years old. Really? Yes. Was so, that the girl that was in it? Yes. So that's the little girl from Blackish, who's now an uh, older girl. That's where she's from. I was like, but where do I know? But she's 14 years old, executive producer, first youngest executive producer in Hollywood history. So kudos to her, which is one of the reasons why I went to see it. But not just that reason. When I got there, it was an excellent, excellent I was trying to movie. figure out where I knew her from. She yes. plays on Blackish. She plays on I'm Blackish. Not a, I'm not a frequent Blackish watcher. Not for no rhyme or reason. I love Blackish. I Black, Blackish is funny every time I've seen it, but I just did not realize that was her. She's grown up. She's 14. But I mean, on the show, they kind of keep her, you know, like looking younger than she is. But she is 14 years old. Um, and she, she killed that thing. role. She did her thing. She it was great. That. She killed that role. It was I, hilarious. I in front. She killed that role. Regina Hall did excellent. I mean, it, it, um, what's my girl's name? Uh, Issa. She did excellent. I mean, it was hilarious. It was it was a good movie. It kept hilarious. me entertained, except for the few times that I dozed off. But that's because I was tired. I was tired. I, yeah. I I worked the day before, you know, went to work, came home, was here no more than ten minutes. Then I had to go DJ a wedding on a Thursday night. Yeah, my first wedding that I DJed on a Thursday. So I was tired the next day. We and then I went to work on Friday, and then immediately after work. We went and looked at some furniture, and then we went to the movies, and we went to dinner. I was tired. Yeah, and so um, speaking of dinner, we did go to dinner. You and Noah are on a different path than Jade and I, but Jade and I are doing the uh, Daniel fast, and um, part of it is for spiritual reasons. Other is for health reasons, but um, I was really proud of my baby girl who decided, Mommy, I'll do it with you. I didn't ask her to. She chose to, and um, her discipline and commitment for a 10 year old is really impressive mm-hmm. i mean she's, she's, she's really disciplined like nope i'm not eating that and you guys don't make it easy because you eat the sweets you eat the bread you eat the pizza we're in the movies and y'all didn't order the pizza passed it across to passed it over her for nowhere to eat and she still kept the power so needless to say we did go out to dinner it's a struggle when you're on the daniel fast so daniel fast is basically cutting out sweets Meat and sugar. No, I said that. Sweets, meat. Is that it? I don't know. I think sweets and meats are the biggest things. And, oh, carbohydrates in terms of um, simple carbs. So, you know, brown rice, oatmeal, all that's great. But it's a challenge. You'll be surprised how much. Um, sugar and and meat that we consume in our day to day diets when you're looking at a menu. So yeah, um, you know we are we got another week to go, but 
just wanted to shout out my daughter because she has been a champ this whole time. And I mean, she's 10 years old, so temptation is everywhere. And then last night she throws up all over, the, well, not all over the place, but she made it to the toilet. But um, she I, had some chicken fingers at school because I think she caught a bug. I think she caught a bug or something was bad in the food because today we find out 13 kids in her class was out today. Right. 13 kids. So I think it's a bug. It could be a bug or I think they had something in the food. Yeah, cuz she we she 13 was, kids? Yeah, she was kind of she was kind of struggling like, you know, can I eat after a few days? She's like, can I eat some kind of meat? So we said chicken. So when she went to school, that was the first day that she had really had chicken fingers in the last week. And she gets sick. So I think it was more of a bug than it was like food poisoning or anything like that with the volume of kids being out. 13 kids out in one day? That was, I don't know if that's ever happened with her class. But that sounds like a snow day. Yeah, for real. Well, the rest of y'all can just go home. But um, last week, a little, yeah. A little we over a week ago. Monday, yeah. yeah, we came back last Monday. So a little over a week ago, we um we went to Barcelona, Spain for our first trip. I mean for our first trip. For my first international trip. Mm-hmm. We've been on a ton of cruises and we've been to a ton of islands. Yeah. But I've never been overseas. So this was my first time going overseas. Mm-hmm. I'm stretching my hand as if everybody else can see me. And my second time. Um so we went so we we gonna detail this trip. And our experience. I wish the Marcellus's could be with us because that's who went with us on a trip. Our good buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Smile. Oh. I like that guy. You probably have no clue what I'm talking about, but this dude is funny. Um, so here here's how the trip started off. So when before we leave, we was cleaning up the house. Um, and I'm sweeping the floor. And while I'm sweeping the floor, I get a I get a ding on my Apple Watch, um, yeah. and I'm just like, okay, you know, and I see Delta, so that's who we flew with. We flew with Delta Airlines, so I see Delta, and I'm like, okay, what you know, what's this? You know, flight on time, and I see I see a word in there saying delay, and I'm like, oh shoot! So I turn up the sweeper, went and grabbed my phone to see what the whole thing was saying. It was like, your flight has been delayed. So our flight was supposed to leave. We was flying out of Cincinnati. Our flight was supposed to leave at two something. Yeah, like two two thirty or something mm-hmm. like that, and it was supposed to arrive. We was flying from Cincinnati to Atlanta, and then Atlanta to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the thing, and, and our, our connecting flight we were supposed to land in Atlanta at like four mm-hmm. ten something like that, and then leave out of Atlanta at, at five like five fifty, like close to six five fifty. Our flight was delayed. That and it was gonna fly out like an hour later or something, and it was gonna land us in Atlanta at like five thirty. And I'm like, ain't no way we gonna be able to make our connecting flight. Mm-hmm. I'm not risking that. So, but the good thing about Delta, now you know that I seen was you was able to rebook it right then and there. They gave you like five different options. Like you wanna do this one. I will see one stop, and but, I seen now, two I stops. I travel a lot. That was the first time I've seen that. So I'm wondering if it was if it was because it was an international flight that was know. attached. But I, I fly know. a lot. I like I've never gotten. Because, you know, I got stuck in Detroit, and they didn't give me any rebooking options. So, I mm-hmm. just think it was international. But, anyhow. So, then, we was like, all right, so we had to find another flight. We called them Marcellus. says, hey, let's make sure we book the same flight. Um, so, we ended up finding another flight that was going to fly from Cincinnati to JFK mm-hmm. and then New York. And then JFK to Barcelona. 
So then which we, I was already eyebrowed up because JFK is hectic. But I was like, okay. Yeah. So then we was like, all right, let's try to make that one. So we get to the airport. We jump on the plane. You First know, of all, go back. We get to the airport. We're stuck in traffic. There's traffic coming down. So we left the house an hour later. Yeah, I forgot about that. And now we're trying to get to the airport. You know, in this two-hour window, because we don't know if we have to go through customs before we can get on, because this is an international flight. It's like, what do we have to go through before we can actually get on? So, is we were still trying to give ourselves two hours. Mm-hmm. So, we're stuck in traffic. Something happened. We take a whole nother route. Detour. And um, Mr. over here still got back on 75, but that's another story. But we get story. there. And the, shots. the the parking lot because you didn't listen. You didn't follow directions. I followed my the GPS. sister told us and you're listening to a GPS and my sister lives there. And she's telling us to take a different route. Anywho. Um, Why do people always try to give you instructions over the GPS? Because they live there. So if you're saying if you're sitting in traffic and you're like, OK, what's another route? But I didn't and that person lives though. there. I didn't Thank God. Up. But you took us right back to the highway that the traffic was on. And uh, we didn't go through that traffic. We, we went around it, it yeah. but I'm saying when we landed back on 75, that was not the route she was trying to get us to take. She was trying to get us to take 471, which would have took us all the way around. Okay. Anywho, don't say, okay, you the one still dwelling on it. Anywho, we finally get to um, the airport. We're ready to park. We pull up into the park, parking lot, which long-term, short-term parking lot, whatever. And it's packed. We have to go all the way to the fence. The, now, the end of the line. Now, I've never in my life that airport seen was packed. the back of the parking lot in the park, you know, in that in that particular parking lot. I've never seen the fence. Like, I never knew it can go that far back. We're on the last row, last spot on the last row. So, you see all these buses picking up people. Well, of course, they're not picking up, you know, multiple buses coming back there to that section that we're standing in. So we're sweating bullets because now we've lost an hour, almost 45 minutes of time that we thought we were going to have that now we don't have because of traffic. And now we're in the back. So, of course, the stress is on. So at the, at one point it was like, Lord, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You just got to surrender it. Yeah. So we finally get picked up and, you know, you have to have your bags checked so many minutes before your um, flight leaves. Otherwise, like it happened when we were going to Florida, you have to take your bags on the plane, which means you can't carry on things that are over a certain amount of ounces. So the goal is to get your bag checked. So anywho, we get there up to the airport, Delta, and then there's a sky cap out there. Praise the Lord. So I asked the sky cap guy, can you check our bags? He's like, yes, I can, but it's for a fee. I don't care how much it is. Check the bags. So we pay him. Thank the Lord. We can go on through the airport. From there, it was pretty much smooth sailing. We didn't have, it wasn't no. a whole lot of people in TSA. Oh, you're talking about, okay. You're yeah, and TSA. TSA. It wasn't a whole lot of people. So now we're like, okay, we're running. Let's go ahead and grab something to eat. Let's kind of get ourselves situated, get on this flight. Mm-hmm. We grab something to eat. Marcellus has grabbed something to eat. Sitting there, we're like, okay, it's time to start boarding. We then went to the restaurant. We had enough time to grab something to eat, use the restroom, and board. Mm-hmm. So then we hear this announcement. 
Then they called the Marcelluses first. Yeah, something about their past. They called them. We like, oh Lord, why are they calling them? Because we're together, so they should be calling us too. Something about passport verification. Anywho, they say, okay, this flight has been um, delayed. We're looking at each other like, oh my God, no, 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 no. They they didn't really delay the flight. It was like a couple of minutes. We get on the plane. No, they did say it was going to be delayed, and then we got on like 30 minutes later. Oh, yeah. Well, something about getting the plane up to the runway. Yeah. So, then so that then, was 30 minutes behind departure schedule. Yeah. So, then we get on the plane. We get on the plane. We get on the term, the uh, runway. Yeah. And then we're told. We're ready oh, to take off. We're ready to take off. We're on the runway, and then we get hit with, oh, this flight, this flight has been delayed four hours. We can't leave until 8 o'clock. It's, what, 4 something? It's like 4 o'clock. It's like four or something. They like we got to delay it till eight o'clock. So they had to turn the plane around, take, take us, us back, back to, to the, the terminal. So by this time, I'm on the phone while we're on the plane. I'm like, bump this. What's next? Because when we get off of here, what is the plan? And that's just my DNA. I'm not trying to wait for the shoe to drop. I'm trying to get ahead of it. What can we do? So I'm on the phone with Delta. Thank the Lord, I talked to who I talked to, and she was trying to be. Um, you know, supportive and, you know, solution-oriented. And so she was like, well, let me see what I can do. So she said, well, you can catch a flight to Paris. And I said Paris because that was unexpected. Paris was not on my radar. I was thinking they're going to put us on a flight that was still in the States. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Paris? She was like, yes. So there's a flight that you can fly direct from Cincinnati to Paris. Which happened to be the next terminal from where we was at. Well, we didn't know that at that time. But she was like, let me see if I can rebook you. So she kept trying, trying, trying to rebook us. The computer would not let her rebook us. So she was like, let me get a, get a hold of my manager. Make a long story short, she was able to rebook us. So I said, where is the actual gate? Praise the Lord, the gate was literally like next the, door. The next one, yep. So we go over there and we check our seats. The lady is like, what's your bags? Let's ID your bags. Let's make sure your bags get on this flight. So we get on the flight. Now we're going on to Paris. We're on the Paris flight. But wait a minute. While we're sitting on the flight. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Okay. So we're on the flight, you know, for Paris. We're sitting on the flight. We're getting situated. We have our pillows. We didn't put our bags up. We're trying to get ourselves comfortable because this is an eight-hour flight. Thank God they have little TVs and stuff on there. So you're like, okay, cool. I'm get myself situated. The power goes out while we're sitting there. The power on the plane. The power on the plane goes, goes out. out. Completely. Boom. Like, black. I'm thinking they starting up the engines. No, it's black. Because usually the plane. sometimes when they start up the engines, everything kind of flickers. The yeah. air goes off and it comes back on. The power completely goes it's out. It's out. Air is off. Lights are off. All it's black. Is, hey, this is your captain. Yeah. Um, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties, so we're having some engineers check it out. Out, And so we're like, oh, my God, so here we go. The flight is going to either be canceled or delayed again. So by this point, you know. Frustration. It's pushing 6 o'clock. Yeah, it's like 6 o'clock now. So we've been at the airport since roughly 2.30, So you're talking about three and a half hours of trying to catch a flight. Now we're on a flight to go to Paris. And the crazy thing is we, we've been anticipating we've been anticipating this trip for so long. And then it's like everything will seem like it was trying to crumble right at the last minute. I mean, when it's time to go. When it's time to go. So we were like, oh my God. So And it has nothing to do with what we did. No, so it I, was an airline. So I'm like, okay, Lord, again, 
let your will be done because all of this is stopping us from getting to something. You know, it's it's a reason why we keep having all these roadblocks. And we kept on saying that to each other. There's, There's a, reason. a reason. There's a reason. So I, we turn around and Marcellus is sitting behind us. So we turn around, looked at them, was like, look. There's a reason for this. At this point, it's laughable. You know, so it's like you can't even get mad. You're like, okay, okay, Lord, if we're not supposed to leave today because something is happening, cool. You know, you didn't surrender. Like, it's cool. So finally, they're like, okay, we're good to go. All things have been checked. We're ready to go. So we're like. Let this power go out while we're in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, you singing hymns at this point. Like, come on, Lord. So I didn't text my family. I didn't text my family like. This is what just happened. Love y'all. Because at this point, you like, what's going to happen with this flight? Thankfully, nothing. Now, let's talk about the food. Let's talk about the comfort. Now, let's go back. First class, their seats recline back. Like, it's dope. Almost like a bed. We were in their first class. We were in the main cabin. Just saying. Anywho. But the plant, that it was actually very comfortable, though. I mean, it was a big plane. It's a huge plane, but I'm just saying. The, the three rows. We were not in first class, but we sat in um, seats next to each other. So it was two seats, and then it was a row of three, and then it was another side of two seats. So mm-hmm. we were able to sit next to each other, which meant we could lean on each other and we didn't have anybody to kind of be squeezing and shoulders tight between. So um, they have current movies. Yeah. They had current movies, which was cool because I got a chance to see The Hate You Give. Um, Good movie. Excellent movie. That was good. Um, and I can't remember. A couple other movies. I watched Empire. I watched, you know, so they have current things on there. M- movies that are currently released. And I watched Avengers 1, Avengers 2, and Avengers 3 catching up, getting ready for Avengers Endgame. I'm out. So. Um, There's a lot of things you can catch in those movies if you go back and watch them too. I'm out. So anyway, we, you know, they make it comfortable. You have to really listen because there's a lot of nuggets. I'm out. Dude, seriously. So they bring out food because we're like, what is this about to look like? I had my snacks packed because I'm like, I don't know what they can really give us. By the way, those movies was on my iPad, not on the uh, Delta flight. I'm out. Are you done, sir? With your promo? I'm out. Anywho, um, they serve you pretty well. I mean, the it was, food was actually pretty good. It was actually good. I was surprised. Yeah, and it was but, piping hot. Yeah, piping hot. They feed you every doggone felt like every 30 minutes they was coming around with something to drink, coming around with some kind of dessert, coming around with something. I'm like, okay, leave me alone. I'm trying to close my eyeballs. Anyway, fast forward, we get to Paris. Like 8.30 a.m. Paris time, which was 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m. here. Now let me let me let me let me backtrack just a little bit, because there was six hours ahead. Here's the weird thing: we were but, up like twenty straight hours. Yeah, so. we was up twenty straight hours, but well, yeah, we was. Yeah, we were. We this one we figured out we was old. As soon as we got to our hotel, we was like, we need to take, <laughs> I a, take nap. a nap. We in a whole different country. <laughs> we like forget seeing the city. I, I got to take, take a, a nap. nap. I'm sorry, I got to take but, a shower and then a nap. But I think one of the weirdest things that kind of made our body, well, at least made my body off a little bit, was because of the fact we didn't see dark for a whole eight hours. No, because we was skipping time. It was when we got on the plane. It was it 6 p.m. Yeah, it was 6 p.m. So by the time it started getting dark, we was already, we were still on the East Coast, but it was like it got dark for a little bit and then you started seeing it getting light again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, that's different. Yeah. 
Six hour difference is is, is it's a big difference. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. And it was six. I'm used to going to L.A. Yeah, Vegas or something, where it's three hours behind. Yeah, that's this how I was time, in Seattle, and I was struggling with Seattle. But and, that's it's but this big. time it was three, six hours ahead. So the kids would get up at six. It's already twelve o'clock noon for us. Yeah. So it felt weird. Like, are y'all just getting Which up? was our benefit because we were able to keep up with them mm-hmm. being ahead versus behind. So we were still able to, okay, good morning. Y'all dressed for school. Okay, mm-hmm. when y'all get out of school, call us. So. This is what makes technology a beautiful thing. We're able to FaceTime our kids. Now, oh, little tip while, while it's on my brain. If you're traveling overseas, here's something to think about. Make sure you check with your Sprint, T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon, uh, Metro PCS, Boost Mobile, um, track phone. I don't know. Whoever you got, make sure you check with them because thankfully we have Sprint and there's an international plan already built into our plan. But a lot of these cell phone companies, you got to be very careful that you turn off your roaming or, you know, you, you got to call. You got to make sure you call them and figure out your uh, international travel. But um, so we, we get to Paris and, you know, that's when we finally go through customs. And it's kind of like, at this point, I'm looking at signs. I'm looking at the airport signs, and nothing is in English. You see some subtitles in English, but the big stuff is in is in French. So, you know, and then um, we pull up to the thing, and I remember the girl, it was a girl, it was a black girl. I think there's a lot of black people in Paris. There's a lot of black people in Paris. There's a lot of cultures, a lot of Indians in Paris, too. But um, the girl, you know, she was checking us in, and bonjour. What what did what did he, what did he, all right we we like she was saying she was speaking French and I'm just like hmm we're in we're in we're in Paris right now I'm tripping so she's speaking French um then we go through customs they check our passports and I didn't really get the experience of what no I think the dude did ask me what's your purpose for your visit yeah it was just like oh it's just pleasure um stamped our passport we went on our way we got on the flight um. And, it was probably like 10 screens that we had to look at to figure out where we was going. Oh, yeah. So um, we finally found there out. There was no one there to help. Like, no one. No flight attendant. No, no um, ticket agents or nothing like that out. So, you know, we found our thing. And then the first thing we did was because we got Sprint, we're able to text unlimited for free, unlimited data. But the calls was 25 cents a minute. So the Marcelluses went to the to the terminal. We was looking for souvenirs. So I did a little test, text, like a text test where I was just like, hey, is everybody getting this part of our group? Everybody got it. But um, then, you know, we we find some souvenirs, find some pair of shirts and whatever. Got on our flight, got to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we get to Barcelona. Now, I'm wide-eyed like, because I'm just kind of like curious. I'm Whenever I get somewhere that I don't know about, I'm curious. I'm asking questions. I'm the type of, if you know me, you know I'm going to make a conversation with a, a, a complete stranger. I'm gonna Anybody. Make, I'm going to make a conversation with you, trying to figure out. So, But at this point, I'm not really saying anything because I'm just like looking around. Like For my first time overseas, I'm like, whoa, I'm on European soil right now. And I'm looking, so, and, I, and I thought I was going to be on the opposite side because our whole time while we was there, when we rode in the taxis, I always sat up front. Mm-hmm. We just had like a sign seats for, for like the whole time we was there. It was just like, Everybody just followed the same suit of the seat. So um, we drive into the hotel, and I'm just looking around, just kind of like, hmm, like this, this is this is Barcelona. So we get to our hotel, we take a couple of pictures, we check in, 
we'll check. Oh, we was kind of hungry, so we went and grabbed something to eat. You stayed in the room. Oh my god, because I wanted a shower so bad. You stayed in the room. It happened to be a um a mall directly across the street from us. Mm-hmm. So it was a McDonald's right there. It was a Five Guys and a whole bunch of Barcelonian restaurants. So we were just like, let me grab something that I know. Grab some Five Guys. Ate it. Passed out. Like, we passed out. Because I was tired. Like, we was up. So we slept for, I don't know how long we slept. About four or five hours. We was out. So then it was like, all right, y'all, we're going to meet up at whatever time. We was Have dinner, yep. And then we, you know, asked for some recommendations. Ended up finding a place to go have some dinner. Now, here's the thing about Barcelona. They're big on seafood. I'm not a big seafood person, but everybody else was. So we found this one, well, we was recommended this one restaurant. Caught a taxi over there, and they brought out, when I say, what what type of shrimp was that? Like, these shrimp look like they just picked it out the water. Because <laughs> the eyeballs the, were still on it. Yeah, they had the tails and the eyeballs. I was like, nah, bruh. Um, I don't do that. Now, I ate it. Yeah. But now here's the interesting thing. Now let's get to the meat of this. Here's the interesting thing that I learned about Paris, kind of like right away. Not Paris, but Barcelona right away. Now, they brought us bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... They was asking us, what do you want to drink? Y'all got wine. I got water. To my surprise, they bought me a bottle of water, like a glass pop bottle, like a Coca-Cola type of glass bottle, but mm-hmm. it was water. We ordered more bread, um, got our food. Well, let's go back to the bread. The bread has this tomato, fresh tomatoes on it. That's kind of like one of their signatures is mm-hmm. this like French looking bread with tomatoes on it. And by the way, I have pictures of this stuff and and some videos, some stuff that I'm going to put out for everybody to see. Like, I took a lot of video and I took a lot of pictures. I blogged it. So, I'm going to put that out on our YouTube channel. You'll see it. But, so we get all this food. Y'all get y'all's wine. Yes. What did y'all get? Sangria. Sangria. So, you know, I got a burger. And now, here's the thing. This is what I learned about them. This is when I learned it. They don't waste in Barcelona. They don't waste nothing, Mm-mm. and everything is fresh. So my burger, I told them, well done. That mug was juicy pink when I took my first bite. Yeah, I was like, uh, no, sir, we're not going to eat that. So I was like, hey, can y'all recook this? Now, in, here in America, you get a whole new burger. You get a whole new burger. They took not that bad. mug, they recooked that mug. Sure did. Same burger. I got it back. It had a bite taken out of it, the same one that I took. <laughs> so I got it back, and I was cool with it. I was cool with it. The burger still was a little red, but it was... I was was okay. It was gently pink. It was gently pink, but I was okay. Like, all right, cool. So we get our bill. When I say they charge us for everything. Everything. I'm talking about water is not free. Bread is not free. Everything costs. You want to refill? The water is not free. You want to refill on water? They bringing you another bottle. It's a bottle. So I'm thinking it's just that restaurant. Every restaurant we went to, there was no such thing as a refill. Not even with soda. Not even with pop. I'm from Ohio, Dayton, Ohio. Soda. Um, That's what it was called there. So everything, there was no fountain. There was no fountain drinks. Even when we stopped at McDonald's, trying to, oh, speaking of McDonald's, we was trying to find some breakfast. Now, here's the thing about Barcelona that we learned. Breakfast is not a big thing there. Mm-mm. They don't look at breakfast the same way we do. Here, pancakes, waffles, sausage, eggs, omelets, grits, um, the the big stuff that we eat for breakfast. Potatoes, toast, all of that. Uh-uh. You're not going to really find it there. Nope. They're like, 
a pastry, a piece of toast with some butter and jelly on it and some coffee. I don't even think I recall seeing orange juice. It was like little small stuff. Breakfast was a very small thing there, so you can barely find it. Mm -hmm. Um, They eat lunch around, what was it, 2 o'clock? And when I say the whole city shuts down, everything shut down. You could find some things here and there that was open, but the whole city shuts down, even the schools. I don't know if you heard the guy. He said the kids leave school to, to go, go eat, home and eat lunch. Yeah, go home and eat lunch with their family. Mm-hmm. So eating for them is a big thing. You might see people on a park bench sleep. Um, people just sitting outside, walking around. Like it would just get real busy outside. Um, out or, or you know, people would go home, and then dinner for them. For us, dinner in America is sometimes six, yeah, seven. Six, seven. A late dinner is eight o'clock. For them, dinner didn't start until 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. 9.30, 10. That was their dinner time. And they 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 celebrate dinner. They celebrate eating. Mm-hmm. It was one point where we was at one restaurant where I was like, I had to ask for the bill. Like, you know, when are you guys going to give us the bill? Yeah, because you know when you get that check, that means get up. It's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> so the guy that was actually one of our waiters, he spoke pretty good English. And I was like, hey, man, question. I'm from America. I said, one thing that I noticed here is every time we sit down and eat, we never feel rushed to leave. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, no, that's not how we do it here in Barcelona. If you want to be here for one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, sit down and eat. He said, the only people that we put a limit on is if it's like a table of six or more. So they value sitting down, having dinner. Another thing that was interesting, grocery shopping. Grocery shopping for us. We like we would go to Kroger's and we buy our food for the week, for two weeks, stack up our refrigerator, and boom, there they go shopping like every day, every other day, mm-hmm. and they got meat markets, vegetable markets all over the place. Matter of fact, yeah, the mall, yeah, the mall that we uh, stayed across the street from, it was a three floor grocery store in the mall, mm-hmm. which I think is actually pretty good concept, America. Um, our malls are dying. Real estate here is kind of vanishing because of online shopping. I think if you was to follow that footstep and put a mall, put a, put a grocery store in the mall, that might attract some traffic. That's a side note, but I thought that was interesting though, right? Because it was a full blown grocery store that took up three floors. And everything was fresh. You see the meat fresh, fish is fresh, the vegetables, everything is fresh. We walked into another supermarket, and and it was just like, it didn't even look like a market from the outside. We just walked in, and it was just, it was like a madhouse in there. Yeah. Fresh, all fresh vegetables. Everything was fresh. I mean, the the meat had just died, and they was literally butchering it and slicing it. I I don't recall seeing any processed food in any of these places that we went. No, I mean, literally. Like, the meat, I was like, okay, what is that? Yeah. Like, it was... I mean, fish with the eyeballs, and they they just died (laughs) 10 minutes ago. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And it smelled fresh. It smelled like they just died. Oh, the smell of that fresh... I mean, that smell of that fish as soon as you walked in, it was like, whew. Yeah. It smelled like Badussi up in there. What's that stand for? Really? You got to see Players Club. But, um, yeah, that's what it smelled like when you first walked up in there. Just like a – never mind. Um, So, I mean, like, the, their culture was just different. Like, just different. Like, there was a lot of things that they did that was just different. One thing that I was surprised about, too – oh, the taxi. We got passed up for a taxi a couple of times. Yeah, we did. Which was – I thought was kind of – we thought it was funny. But then we started scratching our head like... I didn't think it was intentional. 
I didn't. I mean, I was just like, okay, well, that's strange. I mean, usually, you know me, I'd be like, now what now? But I didn't feel like it was intentional. But then that second cab that came by, um, and we were waving it down, and he kind of looked. He slowed down. Yeah, he slowed down, and he looked, and he turned. I was like. I mean, he erred. I was like, now, okay, that's. Yeah, that felt a little. Is it because we black? Yeah, that felt a little intense. So then, because it was kind of dark, it was dark. It, it was, was. It, it was, was nighttime. Time, yeah. So then we was just kind of like scratching our head, like, hmm, what was that about? So one of the guys that worked at the hotel that we were staying in, which happened to be a Hilton, we'll tell you about Hilton here in a second, or the hotel we stayed in. There was a black guy. Well, he was actually from Nigeria. And he happened to be on the elevator right when we was about to get off, get on. And we, he was on there, and we was like, it was just us. So I said, hey, man, I said, is there a lot of black people here in Barcelona? He was like, yeah, it's a good number. And I was like, is there any racism here? He was like, oh, you wouldn't believe yeah, it, bro. A lot. Yeah. He was like, you would not believe. He went from, hey, hey, hey good evening. Welcome to Hilton, too. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't believe it, bro. Yeah. He went straight, oh, fist up. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't believe it, bro. But he was Nigerian. He had the Nigerian accent. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. it it's really? bad. It's That's bad. That's Nigerian accent. That's how he was talking. He yeah. was like, it's bad. Okay. It's bad. It, you wouldn't believe it. And I was just like, hmm, maybe them taxis passing us up was because we, I, I, so we kind of was like, yeah, that's why they passed us up then. Mm-hmm. We just summed it up. Like, Somebody else told us, oh, the other taxi cab t- um, driver, the um, foreigner guy, when we were in there, remember we were coming back from um, the bus tour and we were asking him, he was taking us back to the hotel about um, racism and stuff. You don't remember that? You were talking to him? The guy with the ponytail that said he, he lived in Brooklyn for a few years? Maybe. And he was like, yeah, because there was an incident where a cab driver had got robbed. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember By that. some Nigerians. And he was like, so that's why they're probably a little cautious when it comes to black people. The bus dri- the taxi driver, was uh, his name was Jesse Smollett. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you so dumb because he was not the Nigerian. You stupid. But you said the taxi cab driver got robbed by two Nigerians. Right. Yeah. Sounds like Jesse Smollett to me. Smollett. But um, yeah, it is um, and he was the one who was telling us about. He schooled us, like um. Yeah, he was like, so it's highly possible that y'all got you know skipped because of y'all color. Now the I other was thing like, that okay, was kind of the other thing that was kind of interesting was he was like, that's probably like the worst crime you're gonna find here. Yeah. Was it somebody getting robbed? Mm-hmm. And he was like, usually it's like petty theft. But like as far as somebody getting held up by gunpoint, he was like, that's or rare. Or murders and stuff He was like, like that. that's very rare. He was like, the crime rate here is just so low. He said, the most you're going to get is like petty theft. Yeah. And I was like, that's it? That was surprising. Mm-hmm. A big city like that. Now, here's another thing. That city was super clean. It was. It was super clean to the point. Here's another thing that I thought was weird. That's different from us. Going to a public restroom is going to cost you. It can cost you. It can in certain tourist areas. But yes. uh, there, there were some places that we went where it was like, well, I know we stopped at a, a KFC because we had to use it really bad in a restroom. Now, that restroom was different, too. Yeah, because it was unisex. It was unisex. So, you know, usually when you go to a restroom, there's a female on the door and there's a dude on the door. Mm-hmm. You know, that the that's the restrooms you go into. This one just had a person on the door. Right. And we walked in. And we walked in. Well, I walked in and it was four stalls. Mm -hmm. 
a male can go to the male star and a woman can go to the woman star and you can come out and y'all be washing y'all's hands right next to each other. It was one it was one big room with stalls in it. That was for male and female. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like, wow. I could be sitting in the stall or in a stall peeing while a female is right next to me doing her Which thing. Which doesn't feel safe to me at all. Which doesn't, but maybe it's just a different of their culture. Which I thought was like, now this is different. I can imagine being in a public restroom in a stall next to a woman. And then when you came out, we washing our hands together. Like that was different. Um, but yeah, the city, like the one we went to a restroom, had to use it really bad. And it cost us 50 cent. It cost us 50 cent to use their restroom. But I will say this, that restroom was so clean. You can eat off the floor. So clean. And it had a, it had an attendant. She was there putting the money in it. Like, the door had like a buzzer, like it was a red light, and then when you put your money in there, to turn green, the door unlocks. So it was almost yeah, like that a, was crazy. I was, was like, so we seriously have to pay? Yeah, but it was clean. That mug was clean. Smell bleach and everything. It was clean. It was clean. Um, and like going back to something else that I said, when it comes to wasting, they don't waste. It was two people in our hotel room, me and you. Guess how many rags we got? Washcloths. Two. Two. Two washcloths, two uh, towels. That was it. And then, usually when they clean your room, they put a new roll of toilet tissue up in there. They folded that mug up like it was brand new, but it was the same roll of toilet tissue. We never even started out with a new roll of toilet tissue. Mm -mm. It was a half, like a, probably like a quarter of a roll when we came. Yeah. Yeah. And the the tissue, the the facial tissue was uh, halfway gone. Yeah. And I was just like, hmm, they don't waste nothing. Mm -mm. Now... I, we didn't get to experience this, and I think it's because we stayed in the Hilton. From my understanding, you can go, like, there. Here, we're so used to using washcloths to wash up. I heard in a lot of these hotel rooms in different Barcelona hotels, they don't give you washcloths. Like, that's not a thing. Washcloths is not a thing for them. As a matter of fact, they don't even call it washcloths. It's called something else. So, would they use their hands? Yeah. Oh. They take the bar of soap and rub it all over their body. Gotcha. So, for us who had liquid soap, body wash, that wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. But we stayed in the Hilton, which I think had Hilton standards, which is kind of like American. Mm-hmm. So, like, our, our hotel felt very American. It did. And it, it was very nice. It we felt very American. in the um, Hilton Del Mar. Diag- Di- I'm sorry. Diagonal Di- Mar. Di- Diagonal Mar. Yeah. The way we say it's diagonal, but diagonal. they say it a totally different way. Mar. Diagonal something. So, I just want to talk about some of the different sites that we went to. So, we... Got an opportunity. One of the architects there, famous architects there, is Gaudi. And so we had an opportunity to go um, to some of the different places that he has some architectural influence. And, I mean, just the detail of these churches and these different places was just amazing. Um, It was just amazing. So that was good. I mean, when I go out of the country, I typically like to um, sightsee and learn the history of that place that I'm that I'm in just so I can understand like why do things look the way they look you know that's the history part of me so we had a chance to do that one of my favorite things that we did that I thoroughly enjoyed was the wine tour we got an opportunity to go outside of Barcelona and um we paid for a wine tour um and it was a half a day long. We had to get up, be there by 8 o'clock, and then we didn't get back. They said a half a day, but that felt like a full day. We left at 8, 
and we got back at 3.30. That was supposed to be a half. That was yeah, supposed to be a half of that. I was yeah, like, this was is all, all day. Yeah, yeah. But we got a chance to um, go into like more of the um, outskirts of Barcelona. And we we visited some um, different castles. Now, let me, let's, let's pause for a second. This is Sunday. And Sunday to them is very sacred. When I say on our way there, that city was Oh, yeah, white. they say Sundays. They don't. Mm-mm. Now, where we open. happened to be going, they was doing a marathon run, but it was just happened to be right there. Yeah. But traveling there, there was no cars on the street. Like, that city was shut down. Yeah. Okay, now back to your regularly scheduled program before I start talking about Avengers. Um, please. They got your message. But, so, Tapas, they have this thing called a Tapas Lunch, which is kind of like a small plate. So, Tapas are small plate meals. And so, we had an opportunity to tour this castle that was um when i say it was a castle it was a castle literally that was in the family for 30 generations and so currently the 17 year old grandson is waiting to take that over Mm -hmm. um when he graduates from um high school so they have kept this castle this winery which is a castle in the family for 30 generations so we had a chance to visit that and tour the castle and actually be in a real 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 wine cellar um, to the point where they had vineyard. It was a, a vineyard, vineyard yeah. outside where there was great, great vines. Yeah. Um, so we had an opportunity to taste different wines. Unfortunately, my good friend was ill. She had got sick the day before, but we pressed on anyway. We had our wine. But I would say that was a really cool experience to actually be someplace where they make the wine. You can be in the cellar. You can see the history. You can learn the history. And on this tour, it was maybe 20 of us um, that went on this tour. 20 different people from all over the world country um, were, were also on this tour. So we were all experiencing this together. Yeah, we had well, yeah, yeah, about 20 of us. We had, we had a dedicated English-speaking um, yeah, tour, tour guy. Tour guy. Um, yeah, and they had other ones where it might have been like, you know, Saudi Arabian or French. Mm-hmm. So, but we had an American one. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, really, really cool. Um, I would just say, you know, going there, I think it was really good that we had scheduled the different bus tours because it gave us an opportunity for cheap to tour the city and hop on, hop off and get where we wanted to get. And so it was like a red tour and a blue tour. So between the two, that was two days there. And then the wine tour also got us to a different section. Um, it was really outside of the city. It was, we yeah, went. it was outside of Barcelona. So we got a chance to see like where single family homes were and the country countryside of Spain. So, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I would say for me, um, the length of time that we were there, I didn't. I don't feel like I missed anything. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I needed more time. We was there for a total of four days. Four solid four, days. Yeah, four full days. Yeah, and so I don't feel like we missed anything at all. But really had an opportunity to just experience something different and do it with your partner and also with friends. Just made it was just an added bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, got home, still on a six hour delay, exhausted. I mean, one thing, note to self, when I come back from being out of the country, I need to be off work the next day <laughs> because I was beat. And, I mean, I went right to work, full schedule, the rest of the week. Yeah, and same it here. was struggle. it was a struggle. Same here. I got to um, 
let's see, we didn't get home till like around eight o'clock that night. Yeah, and Monday was, night, and, and I kids was, waiting. They like, hey, mommy, daddy, blah, blah. and so you're trying to get okay, love you. I'm okay. It's time to go to bed, lay back down. It's time to go to bed. We gotta go to bed. Y'all gotta go to bed. So I didn't really get to be caught, get caught up on rest until Sunday when I just shut it down. I was like, I'm not doing anything on Sunday, so I had to like get myself re- regenerated from that. But great experience. Would definitely recommend it to anybody. For me, you know, lots of rice over there in terms of food, menu, a lot of red meat, (laughs) a lot of drinking of wine. A lot of seafood. Um, Seafood, but, I mean, they they really push more of the um, red meat, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, very interesting. So coming back and doing a cleanse and a a fast was kind of needed because – you know, you're just sluggish at that point. Wine, cheese, bread, red meat, you know, exhausted. We had, oh, you have to talk about that carrot cake that we had. Oh, my God. I mean, it, it was to die for. It really was. Listen, they made this, you know, everybody says they made it fresh from scratch. This was a tapas restaurant, so a small plate restaurant. Man, I had the best cheesecake I've ever, not cheesecake, carrot, carrot cake. cake that I've ever had. In and the pastry life. chef was literally standing back there making each single individual Every, dessert. He was literally him. back there making it. Yeah. Like you didn't see him cutting it from no box. No. He was back there making it yeah. in plain eyesight for you to see. Yeah. And you see him back there shredding the carrots and putting the cream on, like straight up making it. And that was the best piece, small piece of carrot cake that I've ever had. It was very good though. Um but yeah, Barcelona was a. It, a lot of people are. I hear, oh man, that flight is too long. It's not the. It's it's when you take the flight. I mean, I think typically if you take the flight in the evening, and you're tired, if your flight goes without a hitch, and you take an evening or a late night flight, mm-hmm. and you can sleep through the night. I mean, the plane was quiet, you know. So they give you they give you an eye mask, they give you head um, earplugs. So we took our own neck pillows. Yeah, I mean, so if you can get comfortable, you can take a night flight and sleep through the night and get off in the morning. Um, it's not bad. I would say the flight coming back, I was concerned about because it was during the daytime, and I thought this is gonna drive was, me nuts. And it was packed too because the first the flight going, it wasn't that packed. No, but coming back, I just knew I was like, I'm gonna be so irritated sitting here for eight hours and it's daytime. But it wasn't bad. Again, I found a couple movies to watch that took about four hours. By the time they serve you lunch and you get you situated. That you doze in and out, it, it was kind of like time to get off. So the flight is not that bad. I mean, we drive we used to drive to Atlanta, which is six seven hours. So mm, you know, now if you start pushing into twenty and twenty plus hour flights, maybe but the eight hour wasn't bad. At that point, I'm flying Delta One. Yeah, where you get beds because it it was it wasn't bad. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Very great experience. I would do it over and over again. Now I got the travel book. We going to uh. We're going to Dubai. Yeah. We're going to Cape Town, South Africa. Yeah. And uh, we're going to Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're going we're going some places. Like I got the book, and it's like you know I really just want to see the world. There's more to life than where we just live. And it gets to explore somebody else's culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, and really, when you look, when you immerse yourself in other countries' culture, you almost kind of empathize with them coming over to our country mm-hmm. because it's like it's so different sometimes. I mean, there's similarities, but there's also major differences, like how they eat and, you know, so it's like, dang, we Marshall. struggling trying to figure out what the heck we going to eat, but we don't consider the fact that when people come to our country, 
they're struggling because this is not the same cultural food that they eat. You yeah, know, they're like processed. And then understanding language, like yeah. we're trying to figure out, like, huh? You know, we make, j- doing hand gestures and doing everything to try to communicate. And I mean, thank God for my Spanish classes from high school, which I hated every year. However, it gave me just enough to be able to communicate to survive. Yeah, you because we we were true foreigners over there. Yeah, I mean, I was able to communicate enough to survive. Thank the Lord. Yeah, but you know, they come over here and we we have. Um, words two words that mean the same thing you know two words that sound the same mean something different all kinds of stuff and it's just like man i never really looked at it from a different perspective you know but great great experience i think in another five years we'll probably definitely start taking the kids out of the country mm-hmm. um what well, we have like on cruises but i'm saying like europe um, where they can really appreciate it. So, great experience. Very great experience. So, if y'all got any questions, make sure y'all hit us up because um, we 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 travel a lot. And, and the beautiful thing, let me say this too: the the difference about this year that what we're doing, we're taking a lot of small vacations versus one big vacation for the year. Well, that's kind of our thing because this will be our 15 year anniversary. So there's things that we want to cover. And so we're trying to spread ourselves, you know, around in terms of vacation time and just do some different things for us. So and then, too, I think we found out something about ourselves is once we go somewhere and we stay too long, we start getting bored. Yeah, I'll be ready to come home. Yeah. It's like after after about six days, we're like, all right, it's time to go. Yeah. And I mean, too. I, since I travel now so much for work, like I'm thankful that I'm home for about four more weeks. I'm not traveling. Um, Cause you just get sick of the whole TSA and going through the airport, sleeping, sleeping, not, not sleeping in your own bed. We need a new, a new mattress. However, I was so thankful to lay my body on my mattress. You know, it's just nothing like it. Even though you're in a hotel, hotel is nice, whatever. It's nothing like being in your There's own. There's no place like home. Nothing. It's so. like you be excited to go, and then it's like you be get there, and you be like, I can't wait to get, get home. Get in your bed, you be like, yes. And it's nothing about where you at. It's just kind of like, okay, I miss home at this point. Yeah. A little homesick. But, um... That's it. Make sure y'all jump in these comments. Uh, send us your questions. If you got questions, you got some travel questions, whatever, whatever the situation may be. And then um, also I'm going to put out a YouTube um, a video detailing a lot of this stuff, showing you some pictures, a lot of pictures. I got a lot of pictures, a lot of videos. So um, our YouTube, I'll have that details for y'all real soon. So, But we got it. It's there. But I just want to make sure I give you the correct stuff. So uh, you got anything else? No, sir. All right. Well, I am DJ Doris E. And I am Maya Dorsey. And this is another edition of the Dorsey Den Podcast. We out. Until next time. Yeah. Don't ruin Avengers either. Don't be a jerk.